Hey Printers, Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. We have got a really, really special episode here again this week. We've got our co-host Stephen Farrig over at Campus Inc. We've got Brett Bowden, chief owner, Printed Threads, also AllMade founder. We've got Mel Lay, creative director, and another founder over at AllMade and part of the Ryanet crew. But a really, really cool story when we're actually getting into it a little too deeply because I wanted to make sure we got this all on film here about AllMade and all of the challenges and new paths that are upcoming for them. But first, thank you guys so much for being able to join us today. Thanks, we're, we're just delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the big news is Sanmar, AllMade coming together to, to create something bigger. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Mel? Yeah, so uh, about, it's almost been two years now, I think, all made and all, all of us founders started looking for kind of a new distribution partner because as you guys know, growing a company, let alone a clothing apparel company is, is pretty hard. And we learned a lot of hard things along the way. And so we realized as we grew, which last year we grew very, very quickly, we realized that we couldn't keep up with production. And then we also have had some setbacks, uh, you know, manufacturing in Haiti, getting product out. So we knew we needed to partner with somebody big, but we, we also knew we wanted to control our own um, distribution uh, line. And so Sanmar partnership came up and they do um, exactly that. They're kind of the perfect partner, still family owned. They do a ton of their distribution in an incredibly awesome eco-friendly uh, factories and uh, so we just knew they would be a great partner moving forward so we're super excited and it's finally here which it's just been a long time coming and we're really excited to work with them they've been great so far that's awesome and it's so cool to see the whole story like brett for for viewers and listeners that don't know the all made story in one minute can you backtrack five, six, seven years and walk us through how you guys have gotten to this point? This is actually going to take the rest of the podcast. Um, <laughs> so essentially, uh, this guy, Zach McCarthy, had had started working for a, a an organization that had a facility in Haiti where they were sewing uh, shirts together. And the whole goal was orphan prevention. So they're giving people jobs. It's job creation. They're paying them living wages, which is like five times the minimum wage so that parents can keep their kids. Uh, because what we realized, uh, my first realization of an or economic orphan was the first time we went to Haiti is the fact that there's all these kids in orphanages and the reason is their parents just can't afford them. So if we can like start this life cycle of creating t-shirts and and selling them for a higher price a little bit and then and paying people a better wage they can keep their families together so that was the concept the shirts weren't great at the time and ryan just kind of had this big idea of like we could make these shirts great we could make them the best thing for everybody we will start this huge project called all made so ryan and i were driving to the airport one day because uh, we travel a lot together and he just pitched me this whole idea and said are you in and i was like Sure. Two months later, we all wind up in Haiti together, like uh, a dozen people that had never met each other. And it was like the real world for screen printing. And uh, <laughs> we had a great time. Uh, we had a lot of emotions flaring. Emotions were really high because you, we had all been, some of us have been to a third world country for our very first time and, and the poorest country in the Western hemisphere. The emotions kind of brought us all together to say like, 
let's create the best thing that we can possibly do and try to change the world. <laughs> yeah, disrupt the industry. We really wanted to kind of elevate the standard of the rest of the t-shirts the that are being made poorly with poor labor. And we really wanted to kind of create this new standard. Brett is right. It was a very emotional. It was 12 screen print shots. Everybody was, you know, the leader of their own crew. And so just bringing all those people together was super interesting, fun. And now we're all such great friends and have built this awesome product together. So it's really, it's been an awesome ride for sure. So since like idea to like before the all made partnership with Sanmar, how many shirts has like, could you like estimate like how many shirts have been distributed, created like since the 12 you went, went to Haiti? Right before the beginning of 2020, we had hit a million shirts sold, which was a really big monumental moment for us. So moving forward with Sanmar, I mean, that's only, you know, our possibilities are kind of endless with um, with their, you know, outlets that they have. It's pretty exciting because we've really only had shirts since 2018 is when we were fully, like, fully stocked with shirts. We sold that many that fast. It's just grown like crazy. But it, it's grown because of all these awesome print founders we've had that, you know, committed to selling this product and sharing the, the product story. And it was just a really great way to help a company to grow. That's unbelievable. I think what I find really fascinating about this story is that it's not like you guys were relabeling a, a you know, a t-shirt and selling it as a brand. Like you, you went to go buy the cotton, get it sewn, like put it all together while also creating this mission behind it and, and getting other people involved. It's a really incredible story. I mean, what, what were some of the challenges just getting to that point where you could even sell shirts? The first time we went to Haiti, uh, together, we also went down with one of the guys that went with us was Brian Ashby, and uh, he he works for or is the part owner of Carolina Cotton Works. And just watching his presentation of how they dye cotton, <laughs> you know, just just all everything that goes into making a T-shirt is is really unbelievable, and it's a huge process. And in fact, like it got me to thinking that the fact that we can buy a white cheap T-shirt for a buck. <laughs> 30 is like criminal, 100% criminal. Uh, mm -hmm. The amount of work that goes into that. Anyway, so like there's so much that goes into a t-shirt that I don't think any of us realize. You know, you gotta buy yarn today that ends up being t-shirts in a distribution warehouse three months later is, and that is a huge time gap for supply chain and cash flow and, and oh my God, we're out of black t-shirts. How do we get more tomorrow? Like the, the, uh, all these yeah. things were crazy. And I think even just down to the logistics of the fit of the shirt, I think that was kind of one of the best parts about having screen printers make this t-shirt is we knew that we wanted it to have great printability because we all print on shirts. But just like the fit, we knew that, you know, we wanted a mix between, you know, maybe this brand and this brand. We want a little longer, you know, along the way. It's like, okay, the sleeves are like poking up and our tags aren't washing well. And our tagline from the very beginning was always make it better. And so it's like, we continually committed to making this product better, knowing we wouldn't get it right probably the first time, which we definitely did not. Now we we're so confident with you know, our product and our, our tri-blend specifically is just our staple. We're so proud of it. And, and then partnering with Sanmar has been incredible because they kind of took our, it was so funny, little inside scoop. They took our patterns that we had that were created in Haiti, you know, hand cut for, you know, not automated. And they were like, oh, you guys, like your size run from here. There's a little, there's like some mistakes here and here. 
and they literally streamlined the our entire like t-shirt so moving forward i mean it's literally the highest quality you can get now which is i was sitting in the sandmar meeting when they're doing the fit and whatnot and i my mind was just blown because they're such professionals so it's great to partner with somebody who knows what they're doing and then we can do good at what you know we're good at brett talk to us about like your you know you obviously like came back super passionate about this how did you start transitioning that product into your shop? Like, I mean, I know Printed Threads uses a ton of like all made. I know like Rockford Art Deli uses it like religiously. Was it just a mindset shift with your employees? Like you obviously are very fired up about it. How did you, how did you spread that through, through your customer base? When you come back and you realize like, oh wow, this is how t-shirts are made because it, the process of anything being made is way more manual than you ever think it was. Like I remember I, I went, to a football factory one time oddly enough uh there's two football factories in america one of them is in dallas and i went there and i looked at it and i was like you mean you lace these by hand like foot real footballs they put the laces through by hand and a needle and it's like how shouldn't a machine do that and then you go and you see a t-shirt being made from cutting out the silhouettes to sewing you know the side seams together and then sewing the sleeves on and sewing the collar and it's like wow this is like this is crazy. And uh, so you come back and you're like, okay, we made this t-shirt and it, it fits really well. The reality is a lot of these companies uh, make t-shirts that fit, you know, very specifically. And all of our customers are always complaining. This one's too long. This one's too short. This one's not wide enough, you know, that, that type of stuff. So we can take all that customer feedback and make a shirt out of it. And then we come back and, and by the way, not only did we make this, uh, the shirt that fits really well and feels really good, but it's eco-friendly. You know, it's made with organic cotton and recycled polyester, the Modal, which is all better on the environment. And it's the same price as any other tri-blend. So it's like, how do you not sell that? Like someone wants a tri-blend shirt and you're like, well, you have all these options, but by the way, this one's eco-friendly. It's made uh, to support people with a living wage and, and you know, <laughs> try to pull the cycle of poverty and blow that up. And like the hardest part is not shaming people for not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys, you literally hit on every single part of the supply chain, manufacturing chain, lifestyle of it, like impact. If you could imagine like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, what do you imagine All Made to be? I guess, Malik, you've seen it from its inception. As a company just starting out and with all these different brains that we had a part of this, I, I feel like so much of that got sucked out by figuring out the supply chain. And now that we don't have to worry about that, that, that Sanmar's partnering with us, I feel like the next two to three years are are so exciting because we all get to kind of do what we're really good at, which is people, and community and sharing kind of this story and this brand and like standard of a t-shirt, like what Brett was saying, like we want people to know that there's a better option than that trade show t-shirt that you just toss in the garbage by the time you leave the show because you don't want to wear it. Apparel waste is like one of the top things in the in the world that's it's hurting our, our environment. And we want to, I don't know, we just want to create awareness. It's kind of since day one, we have always wanted to, to teach and to learn before we sell. And so, I think education is just first and foremost in the next couple of years. Now that we actually have time to focus on that. I also think that, you know, just with Sanmar in general, we're going to be in the hands. All made t-shirts will be in the hands of a lot more people just, you know, because they have a lot of 
a huge customer base for the next couple of years because it just means more partnership and and more kind of just relationships we can build and and yeah I'm really excited about it Brian and I were just talking the other day and it's like oh we just have been so like there's so much to do when you build a company and I don't know it just feels like there's going to be freedom in the next week that we can just actually like kind of take off and so we have you know all these plans for stuff we've never gotten to be able to get to that's great you I remember getting an email from Roger over at Ryan, maybe it was about a year ago, I was talking about how you guys were having stock issues and things were just tough to keep up with the growth. What are some of those challenges of each color has all these different sizes and then you add, you know, four colors. I mean, it just keeps growing exponentially like that with, with being able to stock, but also when people buy it, they, they have an expectation of things shipping quickly and especially mm-hmm. screen printers orders come in, I need this by Friday type of deal. What does it look like to scale a t-shirt brand to be able to ship so much from nothing? Our biggest issue has always been the unrest in Haiti. So all of our shirts were made in Haiti from day one. And, uh, you know, as we all know, Haiti has a a lot of political issues, a lot of riots, a lot of just unrest. Um, And it has actually gotten worse since we started making t-shirts there. So last year, we had four major trips that we were bringing customers. They all were canceled. It's unsafe to travel there right now, which means in turn, our makers can't go to work because it's unsafe for them to get to work. A lot of them walk to work. And so they're not making t-shirts. And on top of that, the t-shirts that were made, the shipping containers aren't getting off the docks and getting to the US. So what would be a, a very streamlined uh, you know, supply chain has multiple issues along the way because of where we're making the shirts which we were okay doing, you know, as long as we could, you know, get most to the US and start distributing. And our other problem is that we we distribute from one location right now, sometimes two, if you count, you know, Vancouver, Washington and Kansas City, but uh, partnering with somebody that has distribution locations all over the United States gets t-shirts, you know, to print shops hands in the next two days, you know, where before it was taking us just a lot longer in shipping. And then also one of our staples is just the carbon footprint that you have when you're freight. It's gonna save a lot by doing, you know, changing with CMR and, and kind of moving with the times, but it's it's definitely been a difficult process. But I do think one of the great things about all the printers coming together, it wasn't just printability, but it was also knowing which colors to produce first. So we really started with this limited, you know, choice of colors that we all knew sold really well in our own shops. And so that was actually really great. However, the top selling items like our space black t-shirt has constantly been out of stock because you know it has problems getting out of Haiti and then it just gets scooped up. So, I mean, by the time we restock it, it's gone within the same week. So it's just been so difficult and I'm so excited to not tell people that shirts will be coming in a week or shirts will be coming in a month. Like we won't, it's part of San Mar's mantra to like, never have shirts out of stock it's so exciting <laughs> it's unreal we're really pumped our poor team they their customer service has been it's just so hard but that's part of growing pains though i feel like any company can understand you know this you grow and you learn and i mean Brett, you started your company from the ground up it's it's if it wasn't t-shirt production it's you know employees and you know team members and you know just scaling in general is such a difficult thing and i feel like we made it through i know we'll have more you know probably troubles along the way moving forward but i feel like the hardest the hardest part we kind of made it through which is so exciting and it's because of the support of all of our customers just going with the flow and being okay without getting their shirts for a couple weeks it's been rough but awesome 
So going forward, Mel, like what what are going to be uh, the new buying practices for like for shops, current shops that are previously buying on allmade.com? Tell us about like how that's going to change. With our new website that launches on on Thursday, June eleventh, uh, you'll it will turn into a retail site, so you can still buy Allmade if you're not you know uh, a wholesale customer, which we've always you know wanted to stay true to. Uh, but then there'll also be a link for wholesale from that site, and you'll be directed straight to Sanmar essentially. So we sent out an email this morning to all our wholesalers and we're excited to show them the way. Actually, most of our customers already have Sanmar accounts, which is incredible. We were able to cross-reference everybody and it, there's really just a small few that need to get a, a Sanmar account if they want to continue ordering um, all made through a wholesale channel. Pretty easy. It's just going to get easier. And then they'll get shirts within like a few days is sanmar going to have them at all warehouses or is there going to be one warehouse they like start them at or what's what's have they told you any of that yet yeah so they've definitely strategically placed all made they've had a plan for this well over a year ago um and so most product has already shipped it's it's being currently made so sanmar has a factory in honduras that is also family owned um called alcatex i was able to visit them last december and they're all about green energy so they grow king grass they pump it down to a mulch they use it to make energy it's crazy you can see some other apparel factories down the way and their their smoke pipes are black smoke coming out of them and the pipes coming out of the factory that we're making apparel at are it's steam. It's just white steam. It's incredible to see. Like you can literally see it down the block. And their roofs, I got to go on their roof. It's solar panels, like literally as far as the eye can see. They did that all on their on their own. It wasn't Sanmar saying, Hey, we need this factory. It was just this family's in Honduras it was their initiative to make it better. So they've now produced all of the apparel for uh Sanmar and All Made. And then, yep, that got shipped to the U.S. and it's continually being shipped. And COVID-19 put Samar back a little bit, just like it did for everybody else. But um, stock is continually coming in. And so, um, and and All Made is live on Samar right now. So you can go check it out currently. Do you guys feel like when everything was scaling and growing that you anticipated the growth? Or was it always a, a an issue of trying to keep up with demand? Like with those challenges think, and everything, like does that add another level of scale? I mean, because I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of shoes. Like it's so, it's such a crazy growth of how much to stock and ship and then sell. And you guys are at trade shows and, you know, then you're back in Haiti and like all that. There was definitely some arguments uh, through the growth of what should we do next as far as products. Like someone would be like, we need tank tops or we need fleece. And, and some of us would be like, how about we just have really good stock of, you know, space black, <laughs> you know? And so there were certainly those, those con conversations happening. Cause when you see a, a product, you want to, you want to grow the product line and such. And we always expected that it would grow kind of fast just because, you know, Ryan obviously has such a huge presence in our industry and he already had the customer base essentially. And then all the founders kind of came in and agreed like, Hey, we think we can sell X amounts or whatever. So we kind of already had some projections of like where it could grow to. I think we, we just didn't realize like what you don't expect and what no one really expects, except for the really big companies that have been doing it for a long time is some huge company coming in and saying, hey, I need 10,000 larges for an event. And, okay. and that, that just can't happen when you don't have a lot of inventory. Maybe you have 10,000 larges, 
But if you sell that 10,000, then no one will buy the smalls, mediums, and, lar and extra larges, right? Because everybody needs a full size run. And so those were some definite learning uh, moments that, that we all had of figuring out how can we sell lots of this product, but not kind of shoot ourselves in the foot along the way. When we started looking for a distribution partner, that was a big part of it. Will they stock up to a level where we can get a PO to, to go fill this and they'll know they'll have better projections and all that. And of course, ending up, you know, in a relationship with the very biggest apparel distributor in the world is, is a pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome because sitting in those meetings now and they're talking about those same factors of like, we need to have this much stock and then, and then they can, they can know that and stock up to the appropriate level and then start talking about the different product offerings. And so that's really exciting too, because they've got a team that, develops product and that gotcha. I mean do you guys have insight on that cash flow aspect because you mentioned that that was a tricky point too right I mean if somebody comes buying 10,000 larges I mean you're swinging all that cash to even just get it into the door let alone sit in the warehouse before it's sold and then you realize it so you mentioned shoes just a second ago I used to own a skate shop I put out that dumpster fire last year but at, <laughs> you know I for for like five years I owned the skate shop we wanted to carry shoes so we went and spent like thirty thousand dollars on inventory of shoes yeah well what happens is someone comes and buys the size ten and a half shoe and you only had two pairs of that, and so you sell out of ten and a halfs, and that's what everybody wants to buy or whatever. And you know, you use that money that you sold that to pay rent, and so you don't restock the ten and a halfs. And all of a sudden, you end up with size seven that no one buys and size twelve that no one buys, and those just end up aging and becoming old stock, right? And and it's just a really tricky game when you have to supply like we've got extra small through four X of all these different colors, like how many do you buy of each side of the size of those? And how do you know that, you know, if you stock a bunch of red that someone's not gonna, you know, whatever, the Texas Rangers aren't gonna call and be like, hey, we need a bunch of red shirts, so we need 5,000 large red shirts, and then you sell all the red shirts and you don't wanna lose that sale. Like, to go back to your question about the cash flow part of it, like, where do you put your money? It's like you have, I can't remember how many SKUs there are, but extra, extra small through 4X of eight different colors or whatever it is. It's like, you know, that's a lot of, so eight times, so let's say seven or, you know, you have like 50 baskets of, and I'm gonna put 50 bucks here and 20 bucks here, and and then you put some of the money in the wrong basket. That you makes have no sense. Way and there's and no way to get shirts tomorrow, right? Like now we have to go through that whole 90 day cycle of getting shirts back in stock and hoping that we place the bets on the right numbers this time. Wow. Yeah, so that's like, nuts. So let's talk a little bit about asking for help or being able to stop, realize like you're in neck deep, you've created something. Did you guys go to Sanmar and say, help? Did they come to you? Were you shopping for partners? How did that work? So we had yeah. oh, several ahead, options like, uh, you know, several of us that are founders buy a lot of t-shirts, and so we have relationships with high ups and a lot of companies. And we've had three different major companies that we were talking to, and they all were really, really interested. And, you know, a lot of it is like, you know, the company's not real profitable, you know, it's not huge, but we have a really good story. And the people involved are great people. 
And so I think that the, the few companies that were interested were like, wow, this is a great shirt. You guys have an amazing story. We can sell that. A lot of times when you look at the valuation of a company, it's not usually going to be on strictly the customer list or strictly the machinery or whatever. It's going to be on like the trajectory of where this company could go. It's like real estate kind of, you know, you can go buy a shitty house, but it might be in a neighborhood that will be really nice in 10 years. And suddenly you bought a $50,000 house. It's worth a few hundred thousand. Right. So I think they were all kind of looking at that story and, uh, it came down to a vote. How fortunate for us to be in a situation where we could sit down as founders and vote on who we want to work with. And so it came down to a vote and I think it was pretty much unanimous that it was, hey, we like what this company is doing. They seem the most aligned in our values. Let's do that. Samar has a super cool story and I remember when we I remember the call when we had that vote. One of our founders that orders the most shirts out of everybody is Johnny out in Maui, Maui Screen Printing Supply. And he was like one of the only ones that didn't have a Sanmar account yet. And so like, there was just like certain ones of us who were just like a little unknown. But um, after hearing Sanmar's family story, I think everyone was like, okay, these people are just like us. So the, the founder of Sanmar, Marty, he started the company by creating a backpack because he wanted to carry a six pack of beers while he was skiing. And so he created this backpack, which we all got to see when we visited Sanmar. And they still have like one of the originals and he just grew the company from there. And so it's like this guy is, he wanted to make a backpack that holds beers. That's like exactly our mantra. Like it's perfect. <laughs> so he fit, he fit in great. On that note, like when we developed our core values of the company, one of our core values is prestige, which you can go look at the dictionary and the dictionary, what prestige means. It's obviously like doing things uh, in, in a high fashion or whatever. But the, uh, but the re a big reason is because the, the beer of Haiti is called prestige. And the first trip, we set a record for the amount of beer drinking in a, in a trip at the place we were staying. And so that goes really well with the uh, Sandmar story. <laughs> it's true. The, the core values align. Was that your ad value add to the, to the, to the mission? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny because I don't drink beer anymore. And we, so, yeah. but I did a good job there. <laughs> we all did. That's awesome. All these different aspects, it seems like just really attribute to the economies of scale that essentially Sandmar brings at a different level. It's like, you know, you could continue to take it on your own, but it's clearly requires such a level of, of scale from a cash perspective and just overall investment of, of people that, you know, being able to partner with them who's done it for so long um, to help be able to really continue to grow is Pretty exciting. I think it has a lot yeah. to do with the culture of the founders too. I think, uh, you know, we've all been running businesses for a while and we've dealt with uh, our fair share of blows. I think when you start a business, a lot of times you have this big ego and you're like, you know, I'm a business owner and I'm a big dealer or something like that. And I think we had all been reduced to our size by the point that we all kind of came in on the all made thing. So we were all kind of like the same, kind of had the same values and culture and we're all super down to earth. and. Uh, to your point, Stephen, about like asking for help, like there's not a single one of us that was scared to ask for help. You know, we mm -hmm. knew we needed help. And Ryan is a great leader. He is a he's got a big hustler. ideas. He is a hustler. He's strong. Yeah. He is he can do a million things at once. 
Yeah, I don't know if you, you, you've noticed this. Ryan will be like typing on his computer, typing away, like you're probably writing four emails at the same time. And then you'll ask him a question while he's doing it. And then like three minutes later, he'll finish his emails and he'll answer your question because he heard every word you said. And you're like, how did, how did you even do that? It's like a, While a, he's a, eating like scoops of peanut butter from a knife. <laughs> totally. Like he yeah. grabs a bag of chips and he's like funneling it in his mouth while he's like typing at the same time. Unbelievable, dude. Like I, we're all doing a million things and we all know that we need help. And so we weren't scared, scared to ask for it. And to that point, um, just as far as like cash flow goes and starting a company, we started with an Indiegogo campaign. One of our big, and I, I was just talking to some, some other customers about this the other day and it, it reminded me, but we had a color, like you could name our, our color of our t-shirt as a part of like our Indiegogo campaign to start that cash flow, right? Because it, it's expensive making a ton of uh, a ton of t-shirts. And so those partners that named like all the shirts, you can read them on our website. Um, they were a huge part. They're not technically founders, but they're, it, you know, to asking for help. That was our way of asking for help. And all these relationships, Ryan and, and some of the other founders had made, kind of brought in those first uh, early adopters, which really helped us get off our feet. And we could not have done it without them. And so um, it's exciting to have not just our founders, but these other core, you know, print shops and companies that just immediately were behind what we were doing. So we could, we truly couldn't have done it without them. I think what's just like amazing to see the next steps of all made is that you have uh, like opened your arms to more shops to make it even easier to order, to keep bringing the mission forward. And, you know, I think, uh, any shop listening to this, if they're not already using Allmade, it's as simple as hop online, order your next one in a basket on Sandmar and bring it into your business uh, because you can make an impact in your community with just a couple simple emails or a couple simple videos. And even though that might just be a small impact, it still is an impact. And it's yeah. something awesome that y'all have built from the ground up as screen printers, as decorators, and we should as a community help to keep bringing it forward. Um, or Brett's going to come knocking on your door at the next trade show asking you why you're not selling it. But it's <laughs> so easy now. Like you, you all have done the legwork for us to now take this and, and spread it. So thank you for doing that. Um, we really, really appreciate it. We're excited for the future of it. Thank you. Yeah, the future is going to be awesome. I, I Just sitting in a room, we were all in a boardroom, which was not that long ago. What, maybe February? Uh, yeah, I don't know. we were all sitting in this boardroom in February. It seems like eons ago because of this whole coronavirus thing. Sitting together with Sanmar and just looking at like the vision and how excited they are about it, and it's probably one of the things you know, one of the most exciting things that has happened in my life. I think there's all these huge moments of like, hey, I, I got married to you know this beautiful woman and I've had these four amazing children. And so there's all these big moments in your life and, and there's some like business achievements that you, you've you made. There's some business achievements I've made that are like, oh, that's cool, I got to do this or I got to do that. But like just kind of sitting back and realizing that like one of the, uh, the, the leading kind of authority and t-shirts has said, hey, we love your brand and we not only want to uh, take you guys on, but we we want you to be still such a big part of it, and uh, that just felt like a huge success moment uh -huh. uh, for me, and I'm sure the the rest of us. And 
and just to see how much they really believe in us. I, I don't know. There's, it's like emotional. Like when you really start to think of it, of that moment of like, wow, we kind of, we, we summited, you know, to some, to some degree. That's awesome. It's cool. I feel like one of the most exciting parts to me about moving forward is just the impact we can make. We always talk about people on the planet. And so I feel really confident in how we're taking care of our people, the makers, you know, from the entire supply chain. But the impact we are able to make on the planet with more people purchasing All Made is so insane. And we've always had an impact calculator on our site where you could type in, you know, 100 shirts. How many water bottles is that? How much water are we saving? And um, our new site, we kind of revamped that a little bit. And there's an overall counter. So you can see how many water bottles total and how much water we've saved total. And Seriously, it's insane and it feels so good because, you know, we're all just living our lives, doing the best we possibly can, hopefully, and um, to be a part of something that is just making such a huge visible impact. It is emotional and it is the best. My daughter left me a sticky note on my mirror the other day that said, thanks for saving the world, mommy. And I like don't I don't even like talk to her a lot about work, but she just hears me doing these podcasts and talking about All Made and she just knows like, hey we're doing something good here, you know, and I just think that that's, there's nothing better. I remember uh, being a, a teenager, or I guess a young adult, and uh, traveling, playing music and rock bands, you know, and just being together and just kind of having the time of your life and and then, uh, you know, signing to a record label and like the day that you like could go find, remember when you would go to Best Buy to buy CDs, you know, like going to Best Buy and be like, our record is on the shelf at Best Buy. And like that moment of just like pride and like, wow, we really did it. And I, I think having been able to do that uh, in, in my earlier life and then later come come full circle and like, you know, we're not a rock band, but we're a, we're a great team. And to be able to kind of the t-shirt being sold at Sandmar is kind of like the record being on the shelf at Best Buy, you know, so it's, it's a cool feeling. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, really appreciate being able to share that story. I mean, just coming from learning how it's made to really growing it to now being a part of the Sandmar family, you guys joining forces. It'll be, again, exciting to see the future. So, Brett and Mel, thanks so much for being able to join us and, and really just share the details of the story. And for everybody else out there, uh, we'll see you guys again next week with another great podcast.